0: And then I hear time and time again, the same people, once they get to that mark, they're not happy. Like it's like that Mount Everest thing. They're like, oh, but I don't feel good. I don't feel secure. Like, let's just keep going. Let's just, let's make it 2 million. Let's go. Like, it, that whole more is better mentality. It's always moving that yardstick. Like you're always, so you're never, you're just climbing. It's so cliche again, the hamster wheel. You're on this hamster wheel and you're trying to reach for something and you never really get there. Yeah. And I always think like, what's the point? Like, what's the point? of What is
1: the point? I mean, who stops to ask that question? What is the actual point?
0: Yeah. Why not drop everything and just, I don't know, figure it out. Like figure out how to enjoy your life in every moment. That's the Mm -hmm. toughest thing. I think that's the toughest thing to do. Everybody's got work. So everybody has the biggest excuse in the world. Mm -hmm. They know if eight to 10 hours every day, all of life goes on hold because all of us have to work, right? Yeah. Now you remove that work, what are you left with? Now you're left with like an open canvas. So your race to financial dependence you thought was gonna be like sipping cocktails on your Mm islands. Now you just have an open canvas of your life. Recording from my studio here in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm a born and raised New Yorker, now living in the South. Welcome to Confessions of a Financial Advisor, the antidote to conventional financial independence wisdom. My name is Al. I've been a financial advisor for over 20 years. I've worked with thousands of clients in all areas of the country and from all walks of life. Through the relationships I had with these people, I've discovered the mindsets and behaviors that are most effective in a person's financial life, plus the pitfalls and all the BS to watch out for. The financial independence community today has completely lost its way, and I felt it was time to call out the FI gurus, podcasters, and self-proclaimed pundits. This podcast is not about the numbers. That's what all the other financial podcasts talk about. We will focus on the emotional and psychological components that drive our behavior. I am not looking for new clients, and I'm not interested in running for any kind of office. I'm going to tell you like it is from an insider's perspective and pull back the curtain on the financial industry. Now, let's get into Confessions of a Financial Advisor. All right, episode 12. So we have Financial Independence 101 and Race to Financial Independence or Race to FI. I am here with my partner in crime once again, Diane. Hey. Hey, Al. How are you doing?
1: (laughs) Great to be here.
0: (laughs) Great to have you here. So we want to basically just show you where to follow us. You can follow us at FAConfessions.com. We're on all major platforms like iTunes and Google.
1: CastBox, wherever. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, pretty much.
0: Yeah. So if you like what you're hearing, leave us a review, like, share.
1: Subscribe. Comment. Subscribe.
0: (laughs) Yes. Please subscribe. So yeah, we're going to talk about financial independence 101 and the race to financial independence. And we've combined these two blog posts because we thought they related. And once again, we like combining our financial...
1: They (laughs) marry well together. They
0: They marry marry well. (laughs) 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 So we've been talking about the race to financial independence, but I mean, it could be the race to anything. In this context, we're talking about financial independence. Mm -hmm. But when you're racing towards some goal, racing towards something that you do not currently have,
1: to some destination.
0: Right. Some destination that you think, when I get there, then I'll be happy. Or when Mm -hmm. I get there, then I'll have it all figured out. I always think about the stories of people that climb Mount Everest.
1: Yeah. And how they feel afterward.
0: Yeah. I mean, and just the scale of, I mean, it's, it's easy to just say those words, like climb Mount Everest. Like Mount Everest deal. is 29,000 feet. <laughs> I th- I've heard it costs like over $30,000 just to yeah. basically pay for like the Sherpas, the equipment, just mm-hmm. everything that's associated with that trip. It's like a $30,000 trip minimum. And then you're putting your life at risk. So, you know, once you're above a certain, they call like the death zone. Right. I think it's like above 18,000 or 20,000 feet. Well, maybe it's higher than that. I don't really know. But there's a place called the death zone where there's so little oxygen that your body is literally just eating away at itself. And you'll lose- Yeah. (laughs) You'll lose (laughs) a third of your body weight like on the top of Mount Everest. You know, so anyway, it's like one of the hardest feats and that's why it's almost like a cliche. Like, oh, it's like climbing Mount Everest. Mm -hmm. But it's the same sort of thing with the race to financial independence because it's like you think there's this destination and yeah. Like there's a
1: pinnacle that you're going to get to.
0: And the weird thing is, there kind of is. I mean, obviously, you're at the top of this mountain.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But the sto- as the story goes for many people that climb Mount Everest, they go through sometimes a severe depression after they've done it. So they've made this giant you know, mile they've marker. They've achieved
1: it. They've gotten there.
0: They yeah. did it. They've worked their whole lives climbing mountains. Now they've climbed Mount Everest, the highest mountain. There's nothing higher to climb. Mm-hmm. And it's like once it's over, it's like – Then, like, I think the reality sits in, like, what do I do now? What What now? now?
1: Yeah. It
0: always goes back to that what now. So that race to FI, the way that I've been seeing it over at least the last five to ten years of my life is that it's this feeling of time is running out.
1: Mm, Like a sense of urgency.
0: Yeah, I'm getting older. It's Mm -hmm. uh, people. I've seen friends get sick. Mm -hmm. I've seen death. I've seen... Just, you know, mental breakdowns, burnout, failing health, like all different kinds of things that are happening. And I'm like, it's almost giving me, giving me like some sort of anxiety of like, oh man, I got to get there quick. I, you know, what am I going to do if I don't get there? I'm just going to like keel over and die
1: together. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do I want to spend my (laughs) whole life? Like just on this treadmill, trying to work, 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 work. And then like, once I retire, then I'm just going to keel over and die and not enjoy any of it. Yeah. So it's this weird feeling. It's like a pull in two different directions where like, I, got, I feel like I got to get there faster. And then there's a part of me that's like, no, you got to enjoy your life now. What are you doing? Like you can't be present. Yeah. So you're kind of like torn between two worlds. You want to get there as fast as possible, but you know, you still want to like have some enjoyment
1: pleasure. and yeah. And where is the middle ground? You know, you can go to one extreme or another, but is that really sustainable long-term?
0: I think that's, you know, it's, I guess it's unique to each person. Um, What's sustainable. And I always Mm -hmm. talk about it relating to playing drums. I consider myself like an intermediate drum player. I'm definitely not like an expert, not a beginner. I'm like somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. And I realized early on, because I've always wanted to get better and get better and get better. And, you know, I've had drum teachers tell me like, you got to practice two, three hours a day if you really want to progress. And I'm like, Sounds you know, like a lot. I have a job. You know, basically, I work. I have kids, responsibility. Yeah. I got other things going on. It's one thing when you're 14 years old and you're in your parents. You got basement. nothing else to do. Yeah. I have nothing else to do. You got plenty of time. <laughs> all you got is time, right? Right. But for me, as an adult, I started to try to press, like, all right, let me at least get two hours in, mm-hmm. and I couldn't do it. Like, I just couldn't do it for more than like a week at a time, and it would become so frustrating. I just start to, like, not look forward to playing drums. I'm like, oh, I got too like hours. Like almost here.
1: resentment
0: in a way. Yeah, like you just don't want to do it. Like yeah. you don't – no motivation to do it, and it becomes a tedious chore. Uh-huh. like, how can drums be a tedious chore? It's something I want to do. And I was talking to you, Diane, of course, as we talk before every podcast. <laughs> we just um, talk all the time. <laughs> we, we, do, we do a whole podcast before the podcast. <laughs> And I was asking you about like reading. I'm like, so you read more than anybody I know. But if somebody told you tomorrow that you have to read two books a day for this next year.
1: I'd be like, screw that.
0: Yeah. I'm not doing
1: it at all. Like the defiant part of me is like, uh
0: uh-uh. It's not sustainable, right? No. It's just, so you got to find like that level that you're comfortable with.
1: Well, and we were talking, so I logged my reading on an app um, called Goodreads, which a lot of readers use. And just because I like to see the visual log of my reading and in years past, I would, it would prompt me in January, every new year, it prompt me to set a reading goal for the year and I would do it. Mm. And I'd be like, I got to hit the goal, got to hit the goal. And I would, but then last year I let go and just went, well, I'm going to read however many books I'm going to read. And I ended up not just surpassing my previous year's goals, but like significantly surpassing. And it's like, oh, you let go of the control and you actually do more than you ever could have anticipated, which was interesting for me to see and realize and witness that. Mm-hmm.
0: And it seems that's so contrary to what, you know.
1: Our society tells us.
0: That Set the goal,
1: is, ha- have a mark. It's gotta the be number. a mark.
0: It's gotta be written down. It's gotta be clear. Like I, I've heard the same thing Measurable over and over again.
1: time-bound.
0: And I've always (laughs) and like you said, the times that I've hit the goals that I wanted to, you know, get to, it was when I did let go. When I let
1: go of control. Oh my god! Yeah, like some kind of like
0: serendipity happens, like or synchronicity. Synchronicity, like something happens that because you're not thinking about it, you're not pushing toward it. It's like no.
1: um, And I read I read ninety two books in twenty nineteen, and I read those books for the pure enjoyment of the experience of reading them, not because I was focused on a number goal.
0: So there it is. So like if once the enjoyment turns into like a tedious chore, yeah, then it's,
1: then it turns into work and I'll undo it yeah. like, and it feels heavy and mm-hmm. yeah, it's that whole relaxing and surrender and letting go that we're not yes. taught.
0: Yeah. We're taught to push. We're taught to yes, push, to strive, strive go move faster, bigger, uh-huh, bigger goals, set something outlandish, you know, 10 X, you know, when people say 10 X,
1: Big hairy, that's the that's new, like
0: screw it. Like, that mm-hmm. term 10 X drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. We got a 10 x it. We got to scale, you know, we got to build this up and like exponential growth. I'm like, Oh yeah. Yeah. What about slow, consistent, deliberate practice? We all know that works.
1: It's <laughs> like Nobody- the compound effect, the book by Darren Hardy, the compound yes. effect. It's like, oh, simple.
0: It's yeah. Simple
1: to do, simple, not to do. It's that whole building over time, the momentum of everything. And like we've talked about, you know, it's just start investing, just start saving. Yes. And over time, the compound effect just takes hold.
0: It's that tortoise hair thing. It's the tortoise mm-hmm. and the hair. It's just...
1: So unsteady
0: The tortoise is boring and the hair is exciting and fast. It's just... Mm-hmm. Man, I mean... it. <laughs> it just seems so backward. So what works isn't publicized. Right. And what doesn't work is like all (laughs) the rage, you know, like that just doesn't make any sense. And it's that idea of like, you're constantly like raising the bar. Mm -hmm. Like, so, oh, I play an hour of drums a day and I'm comfortable with that. That's not good enough. Hour and a half. All right. Hour and a half is not good. Two hours. And then at what point do you have negative side effects from, The pushing. Mm -hmm. All you're seeing when you're doing the pushing, obviously, is like, "Oh, it's this big goal, and I want to get to it, and I'm going to be happy, and it's going to be amazing feeling once I achieve this." Mm -hmm. But you're not seeing what you're giving up. Are you burning out? Are what are you you giving? You know, are you neglecting your health? Are you doing things Mm -hmm. that it's taking away from other areas of your life? Like we always talk about on this podcast, which I love that we talk about this because everybody's always talking about what are the positive effects. Mm-hmm. And then well, our question's yeah. always, what's the potential negative <laughs> the effects? Negative I know. Pessimists. We're like the pessimists, maybe. I don't know.
1: <laughs> Skeptical optimists, maybe. I don't know. Skeptical cautious, optimists. Cautious optimists is what I have called myself. Yeah.
0: Well, it's like looking at things from both sides. It's That's like, realist. I don't
1: wanna... Like, just be realistic about it.
0: Yeah. Like, what are the potential consequences? Cost-benefit
1: analysis. I mean, you know.
0: Yeah, exactly. So- when you get off that hamster wheel and you realize like talking about the, the race, like the marathon. So, yes. you know, you win a marathon one step at a time, right? Nobody's going to run a marathon in five minutes. It's
1: yeah, you for do the it, fastest literally. people in
0: the world. It's over two hours. Right. <laughs> yeah, But you don't think of life goals that way. A lot of people, especially with like, you know, the social media kind of platforms out there, they just think, you know, you're just going to get a million followers, and you're going to just you know make you know tens of hundreds of thousands of dollars a month doing a business that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. That you're just going to working be, from
1: home, and yeah, right. never getting
0: out of bed. Like, yeah, you gonna have six pack abs okay. and beautiful cars, and I'm like, it's just an illusion. It's and it's this really like it's it's an illusion that basically draws so many young people in. Mm-hmm. That it almost becomes like a reality to them. They think that this is the way the world works. Mm-hmm. And that's a scary thought, especially me having kids. Um, I could kind of see it happening a little bit with them. Yeah. Like They're already concerned with like, you know, they'll have a YouTube channel and, you know. How many likes
1: am I getting? I said, oh, likes, my God.
0: How many views or likes? <sighs> exactly.
1: Where are we looking for validation? Hmm.
0: Yeah, like what if he got no likes? Does that make you a bad person? Does that make you feel an unworthy
1: human, like less
0: self worth because you have no views? You know, but who am I to talk? We're sitting here doing a podcast, and (laughs) I was talking to you. I'm like, man, we got 500 downloads. (laughs) All lives of you know, hypocrisy.
1: That's right.
0: So yeah, that that slow, consistent, deliberate practice that everybody thinks is boring, mm-hmm. that everybody doesn't want to do. It's not flashy. It's not sexy. Not
1: glamorous. Nope.
0: Not glamorous, and nice. it's the only thing that works. Yeah. And so to try to teach that to a child, try to teach that to an adult. Nobody wants to hear that. Yeah. Got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nobody's got time for this. Yeah. So. Circling this back around to running out of time, it's that feeling of running out of time is like I have to get somewhere that other than where I'm at right now. Yeah, I got to get there fast. No good. I'm doing the opposite of that slow, consistent, deliberate practice.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it's almost like this internal restlessness to get something else to be financially independent. You know. So we talked about the four percent rule. We talked about people are picking this number that. So, for instance, like many people out there think that they can live off forty thousand dollars a year mm-hmm. and so they know if they save a million dollars they'll have forty thousand dollars a year coming in
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then but i hear time and time again the same people once they get to that mark they're not happy like it's like that mount everest thing they're like oh but i don't feel good i don't feel secure like i don't let's just keep going let's just let's make it two million let's go like it, it, that whole more is better mentality yeah, it's always moving that yardstick. Like you're always, so you're never. You're just climbing. You're, you're on. I, I, it's so cliche again. The hamster wheel. You're on this hamster wheel, and you're trying to reach for something, and you never really get there. Yeah. And I always think, like, what's the point? Like, what's the point of? What that? is
1: the point? I mean, does, that, who stops to ask that question? What is the actual point?
0: Yeah. Why not drop everything and just I don't know, figure it out. Like, figure out how to enjoy your life in every moment. That's the mm-hmm. toughest thing. I think that's the toughest thing to do. Everybody's got work. So everybody has the biggest excuse in the world. Mm-hmm. They know if, you, if you're working for a corporation or mm-hmm. eight to 10 hours every day, like you have to be doing it. Like, all of life goes on hold because all of us have to work, right? Yeah. Now you remove that work. What are you left with? Now you're left yeah. with like an open canvas. So your race to financial dependence you thought was gonna be like sipping cocktails on your islands.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now you just have an open open canvas of your life that before you had the ultimate excuse. The ultimate excuse is. Nope, well, you know what to
1: expect. You know you where to go, to show where you got to be. At, yeah, 8 or 9 o'clock every morning. And you know when you're leaving at 5 or 6 or whatever.
0: And yeah. then Friday hits, and then that's my weekend, and I get to do that. And then Monday, I go right back to it, and this is my routine. Yeah. Once you have to build your own routine, it's a lot tougher than what people would think.
1: You and I both relate to that being self-employed. Like,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> just blew the doors off. That well, month.
0: you were like, just mentioning, yeah, you said that last year, you couldn't oh, even God. think of a handful of days that you didn't work, right? When's the last
1: time I took a day off? Like I literally, the last half of 2019, looked around and I'm like, when is the last time I had a full day off?
0: And, and, you, and you work for yourself.
1: Well, I own two businesses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's work from home for the majority of both of them. and. It is seductively easy to get sucked into just, just working.
0: It is. It is. There's always something to do. Yep. I feel like your brain. And that's that, the whole idea of working at a corporation, which I think people that are in that corporate environment don't realize when they're in it, all they're thinking about is they want to get out of it, right?
1: Right. But right. what it
0: gives you, it gives you a structure. Yes. And it gives you, for a lot of people, maybe not all people, a lot of people bring home, uh, work home with them, but for a lot of people, it gives them like five o'clock hits. I'm done now. Boundaries. I get to like enjoy my life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That turns off. I leave my laptop at work. Uh-huh. I'm home now. Home is home.
1: Totally separate domains. And yes, for those of us who are self-employed,
0: it is a totally different landscape. That
1: I'm li- I'm in my living room right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm in my office. Exactly uh-huh. at home. We're both at home. Yeah. So it's. Yeah, if you don't have like very hard boundaries, the lines are so so
1: blurred, and it's so easy to just keep working.
0: Keep working, racing. More is better. We have to get. We're we're getting somewhere. Maybe we don't know where we're getting. We're moving. Which is funny.
1: I'm actually coming off of like five days that I actually took exclusively for myself. That I didn't work and I didn't take the laptop
0: and right. But it that's is. what made like the rest of your like the previous life oh before God. that vacation <laughs> <seems> so <laughs> Leading apparent. Leading up like. to
1: it, was like, oh, oh, all these people need me. All right, well, yeah, <laughs> different state. So
0: yeah, so I think it's it's even harder for the self employed person. Like you mm-hmm. have to be
1: really you know, disciplined,
0: super and disciplined, and you have to like really stick to it because as soon as you start swaying where you're doing emails at night or on the weekends and you do oh, it's well, let's like you're not
1: even get into the whole smartphone addiction like mine's on silent right now and I can't see it because yeah I, mm.
0: and you yeah got your, I got my email on my phone so my email's on my phone social media is on my phone
1: well you know the, everything my, yeah everything is at your fingertips literally and so you know I'm on my fifth cell phone and like 13 months which is crazy and every time I have to go through and I'm like stop notifying me like I have to go and change all the settings on the phone cuz I don't want you to notify me
0: when I have an email. I don't want to see it. Yeah. I still can't f- I I got to figure that out how to get all my notifications off. Mm-hmm. Cuz for whatever reason things just pop up everywhere and I have no clue how to get out of it. So yeah, I have to figure that out. Your
1: daughter can probably help with that.
0: She probably you're right. I got to ask her. <laughs> would know. <laughs> So, it's this whole idea of like trying to get somewhere as fast as possible that you're Mm -hmm. running out of time, that you're fearful of like times running out. You're fearful that what if I don't get there fast enough? What if my health goes before I get there? And it's just like this kind of so, like, you're postponing your current happiness for this future.
1: Well, and it's like sacrificing your present enjoyment for some futuristic goal. Right. You know, well isn't it possible maybe to enjoy your life today and also be saving for the future?
0: I think you can do both. And that's mm-hmm. the whole idea. It's like, yeah, going to that financial independence one one we were talking about. Yes. All right. So if you're, if you want to be financially independent, meaning you don't have to earn money in order to live your life, you eventually mm-hmm. have enough money where you can live off of the interest or investment income mm-hmm. from, you know, your nest egg. So with financial dependence one one I always talk about negative debt. Negative debt is like, first of all, we're building this building and the yes. lot is cleared. Yes. And if you have negative debt, there's a hole in the hole ground. Hole in the
1: ground. It's like somebody I love just, the visual so, of that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Just dug a giant hole. You're going to build okay. a house on a giant hole? Nope. Right. <laughs> <Good> <laughs> so, ne- <laughs> so negative debt would be credit cards, you know, holding oh my god, holding balances on credit cards the worst. Mm-hmm. Even holding balances on home equity loans. Yeah. Um I mean there's so student many student loans. Student loans. I mean I would say the only positive debt you should have would be primary residence and a some mortgage people on a question primary that. Primary residence. Yeah. Mortgage on a primary residence and mortgages on investment properties that cash flow. That
1: are income producing.
0: Right? Yeah, cuz you definitely right. don't want to be owning houses where you're coming out of pocket every month yeah. and you're not living in them.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, that's a losing battle. So yeah. So you're starting there. So the foundation, you got to get rid of the negative debt, the negative debt. When once that's gone, now you have a vacant lot that's flat. Now that's you fill firm. the hole in the ground
1: mm-hmm. and you have a solid kind of stable platform. earth. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you got a solid earth. Exactly. Yes. And then it, it's, then it becomes simple. I mean, I've been doing this for so long but the simple concepts are all you really need to know. I mean, it's just, you got to spend less than spend you earn. Spend less, uh-huh. Spend less than you earn and invest the difference. Those yeah. are like, I mean, if you live by that rule, you know, of course there's going to be like strategies and techniques, you know, where do I invest the money? Okay, you can figure that out too. Do well, a Google search. those are details
1: search. that, yeah. The, yeah. The, the basic principles are very simple.
0: Spend less than you earn, invest the difference. And then the biggest rule of all of them is like, don't touch it.
1: Well, and that's the underlying foundational principle that Without supports it. the building that you're trying to construct. Right. With regards to financial independence.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to take a sledgehammer to your foundation, you know, while you're living in the house.
1: I mean, you can. <laughs> Let me know how that works out for you. <laughs>
0: Yeah, as soon as you as soon as you do that one withdrawal, you know, as soon as you oh, like have that on one emergency. emergency. Yes, <laughs> like, always an emergency.
1: Uh, how do we define uh, an emergency? Mm-hmm.
0: Transmission went, you know. on oh, my right. furnace. My furnace went. Got AC. it. I need a new car. I need a boat. Oh, I've heard the boat okay. the, oh, that's an emergency. Oh, yeah. God. How can you live without a boat? Or, or pool. Wow, that's another good one. Oh,
1: don't even get me started on
0: <laughs> Just don't. <laughs> not good for the real estate values. Oh, dear huh? God. Unless you're in the luxury real estate market. Right. <laughs> don't
1: put in a fucking pool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so Financial Independence 101 is literally just setting these habits in place and then leaving it alone and not freaking destroying it. It's like not doing anything stupid. Just don't do anything stupid. Just Don't do a shoot co-
1: yourself in the foot. And that's yep. what the value of professionals, that's where professional yes. advice comes in, is to keep people from shooting themselves in the foot. Because a lot of times... There's a reason there's a whole therapy industry, <laughs> like that objective perspective. Like, just stop doing stupid shit.
0: Like, Yeah. Most just, people yeah. left to their own devices will yes. do stupid shit.
1: Will self-harm. And if, until,
0: <laughs> until you come to terms with that <laughs> in your own life, you know, you're going to have some issues. Like I think about it, like I go to a therapist. I haven't gone in a while. I should probably go back. But um, that helps me. Like I know left to my own devices, my mind is going to do stupid things. It's
1: my own worst enemy.
0: Yeah, you yeah. get trapped in your own head. Ugh. And just getting it out there. You do it with, you know, journaling, writing, mm-hmm. going to therapy. Maybe, Well, maybe you haven't gone to therapy, but I have.
1: I'm self-therapist.
0: Self-therap- <laughs> <laughs> you
1: self-therapist?
0: just look in the mirror? A lot and-
1: of years of, yeah. <laughs> just, like. You and I talk about like this for us, I think both of us, this is a form of therapy, like for us
0: talking,
1: like there's healing in this. So
0: There there really is. There really is. And and just talking about how easy it is, even people hearing this will, you know, say to themselves, ah, it's not that easy.
1: It can't be that simple.
0: Yeah. It's not, it's not easy in the sense, well, I guess, all right. So how, what's the difference in the terminology? So it's.
1: So it's easy to do, but it's also easy not to do.
0: It's easy not to do. So it's simple.
1: It's simple, but it's not always comfortable.
0: Yes. And to do it over a long period of time. So Mm -hmm. anyone, like, if I had, you know, if I was talking to my daughter and she had her first job, she's 22 years old, she gets her first job. Let's just say she's making 40 grand a year, whatever Mm -hmm. people are making. I mean, there's just a handful of things I would tell her. I would say... Immediately start your 401k. Mm -hmm. And once you start it, never stop. Invest it, you know, over three or four mutual funds. I don't care what you pay. Just pick stuff that's aggressive because you're super young. Mm -hmm. You got 40 years plus before you're going to touch this money. Start saving to, you know, buy a house if that's what you want to do or a condo, whatever you want to do, like wherever you want to live, start saving towards those things. Mm
1: -hmm. So you're not paying somebody else's mortgage.
0: Yeah. That's what rent is. If you're going to get a credit card paid off monthly, monthly, that's an absolute must that you never hold a balance on a credit card and just don't do stupid things. Don't go buy cars that you can't afford. Don't buy things right. that you can't afford. It goes back to the rule.
1: Spend less uh, than spend you the, earn. Right. Spend. <laughs> that's and the invest the difference.
0: Spend less than you earn. <laughs> invest the difference. Uh
1: huh.
0: It sounds like a broken record and it's just setting those things up. And then like we were talking about, the ultimate is that you can't touch it. Mm-hmm. Can't touch it. There's no emer- Forget about the emergencies. The only emergencies are terminal illness and death. Leave it alone otherwise. Mm-hmm. And I know it sounds dramatic, but it really, it, I've just seen it play out so many times within clients' lives, friends' lives.
1: Well, because this- once you make that first withdrawal, the second withdrawal is so much easier. Like you've already yes. done it once and then it's so much easier. Well, I'm just going to take a little bit more. it's like, okay, but that's a very slippery slope. And once you're on it, it's
0: hard to stop. So I see that with people withdrawing from investment accounts or taking loans from their 401k. Either Mm -hmm. one, I think is terrible, terrible idea. Um, And you see it from real estate. People just take, pull an equity out. Like it's an ATM. machine. It's not an ATM machine, people. It's not an ATM machine. Yeah. It's like just.
1: Well, and then they're surprised. Then they go to sell and they're like, where's all my equity? Like, I don't know. You spent it. Like, I don't know
0: what are you looking at me for? Yeah, <laughs> like, you already
1: cashed out. It already paid you.
0: Because in that moment, it's like that dopamine rush or yes. not even a dopamine rush, but it's like you feel good in that moment. You're not looking at that long downstream You feel satisfied, effect.
1: right, and you're not looking long-term.
0: Yeah, and that's the problem. I mean, if you're not looking long-term, then it's you're destroying yourself. You're just destroying your future from a financial Perspective. You're just um, digging a
1: deeper hole under the foundation of your house.
0: That's it. So, Financial Independence 101 is nothing complicated. I it's mean, very and
1: simple.
0: there's so many other podcasts out there within the financial independence community that have like 200 episodes of, you know, from anything from like Roth from IRA to conversions Z, to, do, to like yeah. all these like minute <laughs> like tax details. If you do tax optimization and then, you know, investment real estate and all these it's very, I mean, it's good information. Yeah. You know, if you really want to get into it and you're you like all that stuff, if you uh, want to keep it super simple, forget like, all pay that an stuff. accountant.
1: Like I don't need Paying to know. I'm like, there's 20 something schedules on my corporate. Record. I'm like, I don't need to know.
0: <laughs> I don't want to know. What I need. Here's the fee. <laughs> Where <laughs> do I, I sign? <laughs> Who do I make the checkout to? <laughs> yeah. Like, like exactly. I keep my
1: records and I give, but I don't need to know the schedules and crap.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. But de- you can get mired in the details. There is such a thing as too much information. Yeah. And, you know, we're in, as a culture, we're kind of information junkies. And I know you and I both read and listen to a lot of podcasts and we're recording one, but, you know, <laughs> there is such a thing as too much information um, that is dangerous. Just as even probably even more dangerous than not enough information.
0: I like what you said earlier when you said that it's easy, All this is very easy to do, mm-hmm. but it's very easy not to not do. to do it. Mm-hmm. That's the crazy thing is that it's just as easy not to do it. And most people, I would say, don't do the things they really need to do, which would take them five minutes. Like it would take you five minutes to sign into your employer's, you know, 401k account. Hit a couple mm-hmm. buttons, bam, got and now set up. it
1: up, automate it.
0: Payroll deduction done. Let same, it go. Same thing yeah. with your your bank accounts. You know, have a savings account, have a checking account. Mm -hmm. You have a direct deposit going into your checking, have an automatic something going into that savings Mm -hmm. account every time you get paid. It's on autopilot. You don't need to do anything or initiate. You just have to initiate it the one time Mm -hmm. and it's on autopilot. Mm -hmm. And if you don't do that, this is the thing. People aren't looking at what that looks like over a 10, 20, 30-year period. It's the long-range perspective. It's tough. It's tough not to think about
1: like diet or exercise like in the moment. Yeah. That extra glass of wine or the extra piece of chocolate. And it's like, well, you're not looking, you know, how that compounds over time. So,
0: Yeah. Yeah. And how much harder it's going to be later on to get out of that or, Mm -hmm. you know. So all simple concepts, simple to do and And very easy not to do. And uh, we got to do one of those. That's a new podcast episode. It's simple to do. It's simple not to <laughs> simple do. not to do. <laughs> yeah. That's a oh, story of many Oh, we can take that lives. in a lot of directions. Yeah. Communication,
1: relationships.
0: That's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, that is our take on Financial Independence 101 and the race to financial independence or race to FI. So once again, if you want to follow Diane and myself, we're at FAConfessions.com. Please share, subscribe, like, review, comment, comments, pass it on to your friends. And that was episode 12. So we're going to do episode 13 next week, which is a cool one. Yes. I mean, I do like the financial ones that we do, like the one we just did. But yeah. I, I have to say, I, my heart goes more in the direction of the more contemplative ones, like the Book of Opposites and maybe the Zen parable. So there's a Zen parable called Maybe. You could all look it up beforehand if you'd like, but we're going to talk about that and how the Book of Opposites and how they relate.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: to me, this is the stuff I love to talk about. Well, um, it's the
1: personal stuff. It's the more, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Intimate,
0: but yeah. It's like everything's a dichotomy, you know, and everything's totally. light two-sided, and light Everything. and dark, you mm-hmm. know. Oh. We're yep. all hypocrites in some way. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> right. I mean, just being We're honest. Walking some way. Yeah. yeah. We
1: all have our vices. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so please, yeah, please follow us, leave a comment, and we will talk with you next week with Book of Opposites and maybe the Zen Parable. Thanks, Diane. Thanks, Al. All right, we'll see you next time. See you
1: next week.